All right, guys, welcome to the second half of the podcast. It is Sunday, May 20th, 2023. We just finished the UFC Vegas 74 preview with myself and Big Marcel. Wanted to say thanks to Marcel jumping on a short notice. Gonna do a really short uh, video here, guys. Just going over some uh, news and fight announcements. Any questions I'll take. Um, you guys are welcome to throw any questions out and try to answer them. But let's go to Marcel's page and we'll do some UFC news and fight announcements for uh, for UFC Vegas uh, 70, or excuse me, we just did the UFC Vegas 74 preview. What am I talking about? We're just going to go over some like news and fight announcements for upcoming UFC cards. That's what I meant to say. Let me pull up Marcel's uh, page here. Again, he's, he's a little busy right now, so he can't join me, but that's okay. Let's go through some fights, guys. So let's start with the, this fight. This was announced... Um, Really, like just uh, a couple days ago, and uh, we got uh, a replacement fight. The original fight was with Benoit Santini against Michelle. Michelle, I guess, had to pull an injury or something, and now Ismail Bonfim is going to replace him on short notice. Man, I think this is a much harder fight for uh, Benoit Santini. Uh, the guy's pretty good, right? But now he's fighting an absolute, it seems like an absolute killer in Ismail Bonfim. Just had an amazing debut, obviously, against uh, T Rex, you know, destroyed him in that fight. Um, Man, I'm surprised that this guy wasn't able to, like, get a full camp for his next fight because he looks so good. But I guess the UFC said, just stay ready. We'll, we'll, we'll get you a fight when you can. I mean, the schedule is so busy these days that they can't even get these guys fights, I guess. I don't know. But either way, I mean, even with a shorter camp, I would favor him to win this fight, guys. Like, Sandini is good. Very tough dude. Maybe the durability here is just going to be enough. You'll be able to survive this onslaught and come back and win. But I don't know. I would I would favor Ismail Bonfim. Get some comments here. Uh, Antoine says, uh, "Yo, what's up, Adam? Hope you're having a good day, man. Thanks, sir. That's a fire, and that's a fire matchup. Very hello. I agree, and my day's going pretty good, man. I appreciate that. Thanks, brother. Sales are awful at UFC London. Any fights room to be added to sell tickets? I haven't heard anything, Glenn. Marcel's not here right now. He can't answer that either. But like, he has. I don't think. I think I asked him last week. He hadn't heard anything either. So, I think the main event's weak, right? Like I." I'm not interested in really uh, Marcin Tiberio fighting. I don't really find his fights are entertaining. Um, I would have been much more interested if they did like an Aspiral Blades rematch because last fight, we saw what happened last year was an injury. They could have did the rematch. Um, there's other fights they could have given him instead. I'm not a huge fan of the fight that they're doing, but uh, it looks like the fans aren't either, right? Because no one's really buying tickets like you mentioned. Do you think Yair is a real shot to win in July? Um I, I I heavily favor Volkanovski, just much more well-rounded. I mean, they already started with the power and submission ability, but yeah, I mean, if, the, if there's a finish in the fight, Yair might be the guy who gets it, but the fight goes the distance, or even late, like, I favor uh, uh, Volk. Listen, Yair's a good fighter, but Volkanovski's like elite, elite, right? So I definitely favor him. Sony Ferguson retired if he loses to Bob Green. He's lost five straight fights. If he loses six straight, there's no way the UFC is going to keep him around. I actually think that's a tricky fight too for him. You know, I don't think it's an easy fight at all. It's more winnable maybe than some of the other ones, but still, like even Nate Diaz like smashed this guy. So he to me is on a huge decline, guys. I think we don't agree on that. Does Alex Bahia retire because knocked out by Yon? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he he's he's got like four fights in the UFC. He's already a champion. I don't think he retires. That'd be that'd be crazy. He is an older guy. He's in his mid thirties, but I don't think that happens. According to Ben Wise, first down by Norella Aliyev. I did hear that. I did hear that too. Um, I don't know why Aliyev turned him down. I guess, you know, he looks at him as a very dangerous guy, I guess. I mean, he is dangerous. He's durable as hell. So Ben Wise is a good fighter, but at the same time, like, that was a fight he could have won. Um, uh, the, the, now the, and then for Ben, ben Wise, I feel like the fight with Pichal was a fight he could have won. Now you're getting Bonfim. It's just like weird, like the way they've done this. But, uh, 
in the end, Bonfim probably is going to end up being favored. All right, let's go to some other fights here, guys. Tajir Umbuck up against Jake Hadley. Interesting fight. I mean, Jake's looked great. He's looked pretty great lately. Um, dangerous as hell. This fight's in, in, in Nashville. you got an English guy and a Russian guy, and they're putting him in Nashville. Interesting. Um, yeah, Jake's looked really good. Obviously, Wei Kong and dangerous everywhere. And then Tajir, good wrestler, you know, kind of more of a guy that's like position over like submission attempts, which, you know, is not the most exciting watch, but he's definitely effective with what he does. So uh, Tajir's definitely got a chance to like out wrestle Jake here and win decision. But Jake is so dangerous, man. I don't know. It's weird. It could look like that Ali Nascimento fight a little bit where he just gets, you know, basically controlled by a, a superior wrestler. But, you know, he's he's a guy that's able to, like, sweep people. He could get you in a submission attempt from the bottom of a triangle or something. So, I don't know. I think Hadley might be maybe maybe fa favored. I don't know. I think the odds would be pretty competitive for this fight, if I had to guess. A couple of comments here. Benoit, as an underdog, worth taking him, in my opinion. How good is Bonfim with anti-wrestling? We'll find out, I guess. I, there's no, I don't think the odds are out, but, yeah, I, I would imagine that Bonfim would be favored in that fight, like I said. Although, if I'm not mistaken, like, the McKinney fight was, like, wasn't it like a pick -em almost? Like, maybe slightly towards Bonfim? He was a, man, I like, obviously, like Terrence a lot, too. But, like, Bonfim was a really good pick in that fight. Do you think Korean Zombie will be a UFC Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. I, I don't know if he's going to go in, like, for him, for himself. But some of the fights he had, like the Leonard Garcia fights in WEC. And then in the UFC, he had that crazy knockover Mark Mark Hominick, um in Toronto, which was seven seconds, I believe. That was insane. I was there for that. Completely sparked him. Obviously, had that uh, crazy fight with uh, Yair Rodriguez, which I think I don't know if they're going to put that knockout in the Hall of Fame or the fight. I don't think it's in the Hall of Fame, but I could easily see that being a Hall of Fame fight one day. Um, man, the guy's a, he's he's kind of a great fighter, you know, a little like you know low key because he's fought nothing but like studs his entire career. But the record, you know, not great overall. Um, for uh, he's seven and seven and four in the UFC. I mean, it's not the greatest record. But the fights are beyond exciting. I mean, you look at how many bonuses he's won. Um, he's got eight bonuses, right? So, like, that's in, that, in the UFC. Plus, he had the WC fights, like I was mentioning. So, I think that Korean Zombie will go in, but it'll be for his fights. It won't be, like, his himself, if that makes sense, uh, Antoine. A um, couple comments here. Him being – yeah, I don't – I don't I mean, maybe they need to, like, have a WC wing or something. I don't know. This fight's 50-50 for me. Yeah, Joe, it, it's it's a close one. White Kong was momentum aside, is on a vengeance path. Yeah, Mikhaev, I mean, that's the other thing. Mikhaev came out and said that Cobb turned, I don't know if you saw that crazy pot, though. Apparently, Cobb turned on Mikhaev. I don't really get that. I mean, Cobb, well, I get it. I mean, Mikhaev's really good. He's low ranked and he's dangerous. I get that. But, like, Cobb just lost his fight at 290 against Davis and Figueredo. So, like, they, I guess they offered him um, Mikhaev and he said no to that, too. So, like, I think he's off the card now, right? Cobb's not on that card anymore. They replaced that fight with that uh, Jimmy Crude and Alonzo Menafield rematch. That took the place on the main, on the preliminary card on the televised one. So, I, I he might just have to keep waiting, I guess, for Figueroa to make up his mind about weight class. But like, if Cops as good as he thinks he is, why why do you, why didn't he take that fight? I don't know. And Cops the one going on Twitter saying that like Figueroa's being like you know a wimp and stuff and, and, and you know running from him and stuff like that. But like, it looks like. He's kind of running from Mikhaev, but again, I get it because Mikhaev is so dangerous. But I also feel like Mikhaev shown some weaknesses in this fight, guys. Like those fights with like Philo, he was—I think it was tied, right? He was—he could have lost the decision if he didn't submit him. Um, he's shown some weakness, so I think he's beatable. Um, but he hasn't lost yet. Which Ferguson, Tony Ferguson, will we'll get him into the Hall of Fame. Maybe the Landon Venata fight—that fight was amazing at the time. I don't. 
I don't think it'll be the Hall of Fame fight, but possibly. I mean, Tony, he was on pace, man, at one point, but just the the loss is now mounting up. And I'm looking at, at his record. Like, is there is there? He's had so many great performances, but I don't think he had like one of those like like wars that like are remembered forever. You know, I don't think so. He's had some really good fights overall, like the Cowboy fight, Pettis, Kevin Lee. Like, these are great fights. Already, like, he was winning bonuses for fighting all the time, but like at the same time, like. If you look at like fight of the year and stuff, like I don't think he ever won like that, you know. So uh, they'll they'll hopefully find a way to get him in at, at some point. But you, at the same time, though, crazy pop, though, like not every fighter can go in the Hall of Fame, right? So like even some of these really good fighters, like a Tony Ferguson, might might end up kind of uh, coming short. Even it, it's just a fight wing thing. The Ferguson and Barbosa fight was great too, but is it really a Hall of Fame fight? I don't think so. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't watched it in a while, but it was a good fight at the time. I I just don't look at people. I haven't heard anyone say like, man, that's one of the greatest fights of all time. It's not like it's Shogun and, and Dan Henderson or Jones and and and, and uh, Gus. And I understand you can't like hold every fight to that standard, but like if you look at that, how many fights are in the Hall of Fame right now? It's like less than ten, right? So there's way other fight, way more other fights that they're going to put in before that one. I'll just say that. Uh, while they book Royal and Kate Cop, I completely agree with this. I listened to Brandon Ravel. I talked to MMA Junkie Radio the other day, and they asked him like you're the backup and would you prefer to have a fight? And he just said like, no, this is better for me. I can just focus on training and I get a guaranteed check for, for making the weight. And you know, if, if, um, if the, if uh, someone pulls out of that fight, I'm getting the title shot. I get it. But if I was Roy Val, like if you're that confident, you're going to be a champ one day, why not take another fight anyways? Like, and you get paid your win money. You could potentially make a 50 K bonus as well. And again, he's really good. Um, I get what he's saying, but like, it's also kind of dangerous, man, when you, when you just delay things, right? Like, because there's no guarantee, like, he could get injured. You know, he could potentially get injured. Um, the fight could go to a razor-thin split decision where there's controversy, and then they could rebook it, and then he has to wait more. Um, there could be a DQ, you know? There could be different things where that fight has to be run, run back between Moreno and Pantoja, and that's the third fight between them, right? So if, if Pantoja wins, like, Maybe they'll do the trilogy. They, they had one fight in tough, so I don't know if that would count towards that whole, like, you know, trilogy, quadrilogy thing, but that's all I'm saying. So, like, it's always risky when you're, like, putting things off. Um, I don't really blame Roy Val because he says he's getting the title shot. He's like, I, I just want to get my title shot. But if if I was him, I'm I'm completely with you. I would have taken a fight instead. And Klopp is off that card, I think, now. I don't think he has an f- opponent, right? So. Do you consider interim champs real champs? Like, is it still UFC gold? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's different. I mean, they're, they're still champions, but there's definitely a difference between being an interim champion and an undisputed champion. There's no doubt. I mean, that's why you do an undisputed fight, right? So what do you think of the whole backup thing? I, I, I don't hate it, but I just think, like, I don't understand why he's so happy about being a backup. It's kind of weird. Like, he almost feels like he's won, like, a prize. Like, I really like Ravel. I'm just saying, like, I watched the interview. He was, like, really excited about being the backup. Just confused a little bit like being a backup is something that how often they even step in and fight like it's really never happened since they started doing it right like remember luke a was supposed to fight he ended up missing weight for his when he was backup i know volkov was a backup once for the heavyweight fight um a few other guys like colby was a backup uh was it a couple months ago right so they don't really step in and fight the only time you've ever really needed backup was uh joe soto but he was already on the card against burchak i think and then he filled against uh tj dillashaw it's very rare that they end up even needing the backup fighter, right? So it's it's risky, man. I, I don't think it's – like, 
I don't think it's like something to be celebrated personally. You know, that's just my opinion on that. I think backup thing is it's not a bad thing. You get like a, a check to make weight, but you probably don't fight. So Hadley's gonna smoke Um back off. Uh I, I kind of agree with you on this. I, I don't know if he'll smoke him necessarily, but like I, I do think you'll probably win the fight. Um yeah, Ferguson Pez was a good fight. Um Fires Only Magazine, fair enough. It was a really good fight, right? But again, like I don't know, man. Like when, it, when I, like if you ask people like the greatest fights of all time, I don't think people are gonna put that on their list, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Jorge should be in the Hall of Fame. My opinion, I don't think anyone beats five seconds. He that knock, like that's what I'm saying. I talked about this recently, Antoine. Like, we have the Hall of Fame fight wing, but like we need a Hall of Fame wing for the knockouts. Like, we need like Terry Adam and Barboza. That's gotta be in the Hall of Fame. This is one of the greatest moments of all time, right? They like, like a moments, let me call it knockouts, moment greatest moments, like. Submissions, knockouts, like stuff like that. That should be in, that should be its own wing, if anything, because they started the whole fight wing. You might as well just make it, uh, you know, a wing with um, with knockouts and submissions. The other thing I'll say is about the Hall of Fame is like the people that are in just for their fights are they considered Hall of Famers? It's kind of a muddy, blurry picture, I guess. Because like I'll give you an example, like Frank Trigg and, and Matt Hughes, great fight, amazing fights in the Hall of Fame, but like. Is Frank Trigg a Hall of Famer on his own merit? I don't know. I mean, Matt Hughes is obviously, but is Frank? I don't know. And But, you know, technically I think he is because his fight's in there, right? So it's something to keep in mind about that. Um, I feel like with interim champs on the night, you beat another higher rank contender and plays with a champ. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I don't know, Antoine. I, I mean, you get a belt and stuff, but I don't, I've don't. i never considered it like a legitimate – I consider a champion if like the actual champ's out for like years and years and it's happened before. But like in general, like – I think the undisputed belt is more like legit champion. Like the, the interim thing, like I don't even think they count as like title defense, right? Uh, when John beat John beat Joyce beat the interim, I think everyone saw. It. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that too. Um, certain instances of backup makes sense. Yes, Glover did uh, be the back. He was the backup for that one. Pedoza for sure, for sure. It's good to have the backup because just in case like someone gets injured for a title fight, you have to have someone to step in. I get that, but like I don't think it should be something that people are like aspiring to be like a backup fighter. I'm just. I really like Royval. I'm just surprised, like how willing he's able, he's doing, he's going to do this instead of being like, "Hey, give me a fight in that card instead." Like that's what I would be doing if I was him. Try to get two checks, and you try to get your your 50k bonus. I think Royval wins a bonus almost every fight. Like that's you could be leaving me in the bone, so to say. Thoughts on Rampage not being included in the Hall of Fame? Um, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Let's let's be honest. Rampage should be in the Hall of Fame. He had a really good career. He's extremely marketable and well known, and I mean, it's the, it's the, isn't it like the Zufa Hall of Fame too? So like his stuff in pride should count, right? Like towards that. So he should be in there. Zakharab is in there, right? So Rampage should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he should be. And he probably will be one day. Um, There's a few guys that are still waiting to get in, but Rampage should be in. Uh, who's your pick between Fizziev and Gamrot? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know, man. I really like Gamrot, but Fizziev's takedown defense is like elite. So I don't know. It's a tough one. All right, let's go through some other fights here. Ode Osborne taking this uh, as you... Alma Bayev guy who's making his debut here. I don't know a lot about this guy, um, but I know he's a sack fighter. They signed a few of them recently. He does have some good wins. I was looking at his record the other day, actually, before this fight was even signed because I didn't know who he was. I don't I don't watch a lot of the uh, promotions over there in um, in Russia and stuff, but, uh, yeah, he definitely looks pretty good. But uh, Ode's, you know, solid fighter in the UFC experience. I do think he's beatable, so it's definitely possible he could lose this fight, but I don't know enough about the other guy yet to uh, make a confident pick. Just we're, just we're just looking at some fights here, and this fight's awesome though. Luke and, and Dos Anjos five rounds. Um, it's been rumored for a while, but it got moved from July to August. And um, man, I I fucking love Luke guys. He's one of my favorites. I mean, RDA is a favorite too, but Luke is just like 
ultimate badass, right? Like all his fights are so fun to watch, but like, man, I do feel like he's on a bit of a decline. And now, you know, RDA is the older guy, but I feel like he's still got like more gas to tank. I feel like he's going to take him down, man. Just grind him out in the ground. I, even though it's at 170, I still think RDA takes him down, beats him up. Um, I, I think there's a weakness in Luke's uh, takedown defense personally. So I, I think he wins that fight. Um, Trevor Giles and Gabriel Bonefiend. We talked about uh, the other Bonefiend. His his brother. They're fighting in, in uh, Salt Lake City. Um, I, again, Gabriel should be favored here. I'm not sold on Trevin Giles. I don't think he's looked amazing in the UFC. And, uh, you know, I, I he does have a winning record. We'll give him that. He's got a good record. But, like, I don't know, man. He's, that's not really doing it for me. He's had some good performances. But, like, I don't know. Overall, I I, I don't know. I, I think Bonfim is, like, the real deal, personally. I think he's legit. We already talked about this fight today as well. Let me get to some other comments here. Um I think it's interesting to have an interim title defense. Like, those were crazy. Yeah, I mean, Burrell, I think, has a few of those. Check that. Check out Burrell's. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a different situation because, like, Cruz was injured for, like, a while, right? I'm pretty sure. And then Burrell was the interim champ, but he was defending his belt. Like, to me, like, you're defending your interim title. Like, that should kind of count as a title defense, right? So, at that point, and they don't let that happen anymore, the UFC. Like, they've kind of stopped letting that happen. It used to happen way more back in, like, the 2000s, 2010s. Like, Cain Velasquez was, I think, out for a while, too. I think you had, I believe, an interim heavyweight title. I can't even remember now. But, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, there was other belts going on in the meantime. Um, talking about bonus, I feel Yuri got robbed of performance against Teixeira, which would have put him five bonuses in three fights. He should have got a double bonus for that fight. That's what I'm talking about, Pato. Like, that's one of the greatest fights of all time. Like, that fight's going to be the Hall of Fame one day, 100%. Yuri and Glover is one of the greatest fights of all time. It's, you know what's crazy, guys? It's like a year ago, like next week, I think, or two weeks from now. It's like almost a year ago. And, and obviously, Yuri hasn't fought since then. But an epic fight. Early pick for Jamal and Yuri. It's not me, but still. Um, fuck, it's tough to call, man. I mean, it's just tough because Yuri's been out for a while with the injury and stuff. You don't know how he's going to react from it. But uh, he's so dangerous, dude. But Jamal Hills looks so good lately. Yeah, I... I Man, Antoine, why are you making me pick this fight, man? I can't I can't pick it. It's too hard to pick, man. It's just like it's so difficult to pick that one. Um uh if Yuri's healthy, I'd probably lean his way. He's just so good. But like Jamal's great too, so like it's a tough one. Luke Ari is Ali begging you to see Luke a little bit of the break written all over it. Um from getting chinned, yeah, but I still think he's gonna get taken down a lot in that fight, personally. Whenever that walks out towards a light heavyweight, possibly, yeah. Is Yuri and Glover the greatest? Light heavyweight fight in MMA history and, and or in UFC history. It's up there. Um, I think that uh Dan Henderson and Shogun was light heavyweight too. That fight and obviously Jones and Gus was too. Like it seems like the best fights of all time are at light heavyweight. That's three of them right there, guys. Those actually honestly, those are probably my three. If you asked me to pick the three best fights of all time, I'd probably go Hendo Shogun. Jones, Gus, and Glover Yuri. I probably would. They're all in the same division. How fucking crazy is that? Um, it's tough. I mean, the thing is, like, they're all such good fights. The other two didn't have a finish. This actually had a finish in the last minute. Like, that's that's the thing that makes it even crazier. And I, I believe it would have been a draw, or Yuri might have lost the belt, uh, if or a Glover. I can't remember now. Um, it, it was just like it was just a crazy fight. The scorecards were interesting for that one. I'll just say that because like the last round, I think was ten eight. You have to look at the scorecards. But yeah, it was a really interesting uh, fight and, and the way it played out. I want to RDA Nelson and Luke and Renat. Well, they're doing Renats against Kevin Lee, and uh, Renat should be a big fear in that fight. A couple other fights here, fight announcements. Uh, I don't think we talked about this one, did we, guys? Nazim and, and Terrence McKinney. Um, 
obviously love Terrence, but uh, I mean, they're giving him another hard fight. You know, it seems like they're just giving him like these really hard fights, and it's a banger. It's a fun fight, but you know, he's going to be dangerous as hell for that first five minutes. But we know Terrence fights, guys. He he just goes balls to the wall for the first five minutes, and he can knock you out, or or if he doesn't, he probably ends up getting finished too. So love the dude, but uh, I I think I'd lean Sadikov, you know, um, just because I think that he'd have the more gas in the tank as the fight went on. What does Simon tell you figure in Moreno one was the greatest fight of all time? I mean, it was a good fight, but like I don't think I wouldn't be for me, especially with the amount of fouls and that fight with the low blows and stuff. Like that kind of stuff takes away from fights for me a little bit personally. But uh it was a good fight, Antoine. I don't know if you're gonna say it's your favorite fight. It's possible. It's a, it was a good fight. It was the whole trilogy or the quadrilogy was good, but uh I think Gillespie should ask for the release fight for PFL, like his chance at one million. Gregor Gillespie, yeah. I mean, I think he would be one of the favorites to win their lightweight tournament there's no doubt about it i mean i understand where this guy is like and it seems like our friend james lynch obviously he's you know constantly asking this guy for interviews and he just you know always makes like, excuses it seems like as to not do one with him um i i don't i can't remember did he interview him recently i don't even think it went through did it i, I don't know he's saying he's gonna get him it's not james like he's he'll send me the, the text to be like hey look gregor said i'm gonna talk to him. and then he he had to cancel or something so i love gregor though man like he was Dude, like such a dangerous guy, looking so good, and he had that Kevin Lee knockout, but like that's it. And it was anyone get knocked out with a head kick? It's, not, it's just it's 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 MMA. Like anyone get dropped with something? So yeah, it'd be nice to see him back in the cage. I really enjoy watching that guy fight. And obviously that win over Diego was you know even looking better now after Diego starched Michael Johnson. You like Diaz McGregor too? I mean that fight, both the fights with Diaz McGregor are epic fights. Um, the first one had a finish in the second round, but. The rematch with the full five. Both were epic fights. The second fight was like fucking a war, man, for five rounds at welterweight, right? Like they were just beating the shit out of each other. That fight was insane. Um, yeah, I mean, they're both really good fights. They're both really good fights. Um, and that's kind of like, I think Connor, that second fight really showed to people that he's got some heart, you know, because that first fight, you know, that the second round he gassed out bad and came back a couple months later and then, and then beat Nate in a competitive fight. Couple other fights here, side Narangiev and uh, Kyler Phillips, really fun fight. And uh, these ones were old, so that was it for the fight announcements. Want to get through those quick? I'll take some more questions, guys. Take them in the uh, the meantime here. Again, Marcel's out of here for the day. I had to do the podcast another day today, so no no podcast tomorrow. But back hopefully next Monday. That's the plan. Back on June fifth, I believe it would be. Um, couple other questions, guys. Just throw them in there in the chat, and I'll answer them. UFC 196, one of the most purchased pay-per-views of all time, especially Misha Holly. I mean, that fight was crazy too, right? Like, Holly was winning the whole fight. She was coming off that win over, over Ronda and it pretty much controlling the entire fight and then, you know, gets taken down and gets submitted with about, you know, a couple minutes left in that last round, I think it was, right? So, yeah, I mean, that was insane too. Um, that, I mean, that whole card was pretty crazy now that I look back at it. It's pulling it up right now. UFC 196. Um yeah, that, that fight was so nuts on that finish. But like, again, the minute left in the fifth. I'm just looking at the rest of the card. Actually, those are the best two fights because, like, I'm looking at the main card for that. Like, the Latifi John, John Volante fight wasn't good. Corey Anderson and Tom Lawler wasn't very good. <laughs> Nunes and Shevchenko won wasn't the greatest fight. I'm just looking at the rest of the card. I mean, oh, the best knock on the card was that uh, Doreen Taleb, the, my fellow Canadian, just brutalized Eric Silva, the former uh, prospect. Yeah, honestly, like looking back, that card had some nice knockouts, but like in some nice fights, but like nothing like the last two, right? They were just epic, and they're like, you know, the, the, the comebacks in both those fights are just insane. Did you take notice the Monteros talk about fighters 
pay being low. He got matched with Bonfim in the Black Wolf. I didn't notice that at all. Did he say that? I mean, we all know that the UFC doesn't like when they talk about fighter pay and they criticize it. I didn't even know that if that actually happened. Um, yeah, that's interesting to hear about that. Um, let's see here. Uh, a couple other comments. What's your favorite pay-per-view? I feel like the UFC pay-per-views from 30 years ago are going to sell like a million every time. Ooh, that's interesting. Favorite pay-per-view of all time. Oh, man. I Let me let me, let me pull up. Um, yeah, there's a few that I, I really like. I'll pull up a good one here. Right, here's a good one. This is like, this is an older one, but I remember seeing this. Uh, I usually just watch it at home now, obviously, but like back in the day, I'd go to like sports bars and stuff a lot of the time with my friends. This is before I was a journalist, 20, 2010. Started writing like full time in twenty well, not full time, but like started writing with the sport in twenty eleven, I should say. UFC one sixteen, Carwin and, and uh, Lesnar. This was an absolutely amazing card. You had Brock beating Shane Carwin in uh insane comeback. Chris leaving as Akiyama was just in a crazy fight. Chris Lyle against Matt Brown, insane submission. Stefan Bonner and Christoph Sajinski, just a crazy war as well. Um well, I wouldn't say the Saw Rapa's Pellerino fight was anything. That's what I'm saying. Like even these classic pay-per-views have these fights that like you forget about because they're not nothing special, but like, uh, what was the other one here? Uh, Gerald Harris against David Branch, just an insane slam. So, like, that would be one of my favorites because, like, that main card was just absolutely epic. And then, one I mentioned earlier, UFC 139, um, Henderson and uh, Shogun won. Um, amazing fight, Wanderlei Silva and Kung Lee, amazing fight. Uh, Faber and Bowles was a really good finish. And then, even on the pre set, like, Michael McDonald had a crazy knockout. Remember that guy, Michael McDonald? Man, that guy was. A great prospect. He just kept breaking his hands. But even that, again, you look at the undercard, some of the fights, maybe nothing special, right? But um, that was one of my favorites as well. And there's got to be some other ones I'm forgetting about, guys. It's just there's so many over the years. Um, I mean, even I, I forgot about this one. UFC 100 is a classic, too, obviously. UFC 100. Um, you know, again, Hendel and Bisping and, and some of the other fights are just amazing. But like a lot of decisions on that card as well. I don't know. Like, Hard, hard question to answer. Honestly, I have to like look at it a little bit more closely, but those are just some that kind of came to mind um, for me. Um, get a couple of comments here. Let me close that up. A couple of comments here. Uh, talk about Renat and Lee. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I want to say I think Renat will be favored pretty, pretty heavily, right? Like, why wouldn't he be? He should, he should win the fight. Yeah, it says, good job, Adam. It must be weird talking to yourself for so long. Yeah, it's about 30 minutes now, Daniel. It's not that, it's not that weird or anything like that. It's just my voice is going a little bit. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll stay on for a few more minutes. Um, I used to do the podcast for myself way back in the day I, for a little bit, like four years ago maybe. I, I was doing like half an hour, like 20-minute shows Monday to Friday, right? And then it's, now it's a it's a once-a-week thing, but two times on the same day. Uh, just the way those shows, you know, gone over the years. Um, I believe Renat would be Ian Gary. Possibly. Ian Gary's really good. But Renat's also good. Gotta give the sport time to grow. It's like NBA just had 75th. Exactly. I mean, there's a few years ago, right? The sport's still pretty new. So the NBA has obviously come a long way. Great, great. I mean, I love the NBA. That that game last night with Boston and Miami was fucking insane. That finish was crazy. Crazy. 0.1 seconds left. Are you kidding me? Terrence tweeted the, to the Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. Yep, I remember it. Yeah, it seemed like they were really high on him before that, didn't it? Crazy pop, though. Like, then they, I don't know, it looks like they're kind of down. I mean, at the same time, they're giving him fights that if he wins in impressive fashion, they're going to push him up. Like the Dober fight, had Terrence knocked out Dober, he would be on Favola's trajectory now. Now, remember, if he knocked Favola out, now Favola's stolen that thunder a little bit a few years later. What's the rat race? Did someone could someone scrape it? Uh, the rat race? Well, I know it's a movie, but there's like a term called rat race. Um, I, I can't. I'm not the best guy to explain 
the rat race, you know. But I know it's a funny movie from like the 2000s. You'll see McGregor, Brandel's great car ever for atmosphere. I've heard there was nothing but great. You know what's crazy, Glenn? Um, me and James used to do the well, we still do the parking shot once a month now, but we used to do it like weekly. We had Tramakar Sandu on as our guest uh, for that card. That's like 10, nine, 2014, so like nine years ago. Um, and Tramakar has obviously gone on to do really good things in the sport. So it was just cool, though. Like he was there for that. And like at the time, you know, Tramakar was not really like a known guy. And remember, we're like, oh, this guy was at the event. Let's get him on. And, you know, he's, he's obviously become a pretty big name journalist over the years. Yeah, I mean, this is a great question. Do you think you'll be watching at UFC 436? I, I intend on watching UFC until the day I die, man. And honestly, like, as you know, as you're gonna sound, this is this is gonna sound fucked up, but I'm gonna tell you this. I always wonder, like, once I'm gone, right? Because we're not gonna be here forever. It always worries me, like, there's gonna be fighters born after me that I'm dead, and I'm never gonna see these guys perform. And like, they're gonna, you might like right now, John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time, but like, who's gonna be the next John Jones or who's gonna be the next GSP? Like, it might not happen until I'm 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 gone. You know, I think I'll be alive at twelve four thirty six. I also feel like maybe they need to start changing the names of these events too because it gets too ridiculous at some point, right? You're going to have UFC 1,583 in like, you know, 25 years or something. So, yeah, <laughs> here's, a good, here's a good comment to you. 236, okay, let me just try to think what they are. 236 is Asanya Gastelum, right? Let me, I think that's what it is, right? Let me double check that. Trying to think, trying to think. Uh, it is, yes, and then Poirier Hallway. So I got that one right. 217 is... Was that Ferguson and Lee? Was that what it was? You see 217? This speaks APR. Oh, yeah, that's a classic, too. Sorry, I was close. I think that was 216 or something. So I was pretty close, or 218. Um, 225 was... Is that the one in Detroit? Was that the one in Detroit? No, it was Whitaker and Romero, too. Okay, that was a good card as well. Pretty good card. Actually, that one in Detroit where they had Overeem against... Um, Francis, and then you had Daichi and Alvarez. What was that? UFC 218, I want to say. That, uh, yeah, and Holloway all two. Sorry, that's what it was. 218. That card was awesome too. That's one of my other favorites ever. Um, 261. That's Usman and and, and uh, Maslow, right? I have a pretty good memory for this shit. Yeah, fucking right. So I got three out of four. I mean, just out of you know, top of my head. It's pretty good, guys. I mean, you know, <laughs> watch the sport for a long time. You still get the numbers right. So that's pretty good. Are you a Raptors fan? Yeah, of course I'm a Raptors fan. Uh, was that the uh, the um, celebration? I guess you want to call it the parade. They they call it downtown Toronto. This is 2019. It's been four years now, Antoine. Or was it or 20, 20 Yeah, 2019. It was it was before COVID. Um, yeah, I mean I didn't expect it to be Golden State, but then I think Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant got injured. And it really changed that whole series. Uh, rappers need a new coach. I don't know who they're going to hire. There's a lot of rumors out there. Like Steve Nash, I heard was rumored recently. Like, don't know if that's the right coach, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a Raptors fan. I just love the sport. I watch a lot of NBA. I watch a lot of basketball. Um, I think the Nuggets will probably win the championship. That'd be my guess. I thought that for a while, actually. I think about this every day, like UFC 1,345. Dude, me and you are just, we're just too into the sport, man. That's the why. Like our brains are like wired for this shit. Cause like normal people don't think like this. Trust me. <laughs> I was at Dublin card and 184, 186, done 21 UFCs altogether. None, none came close to the brand out card. So 184 was that was Aldo and um, McGregor. Yeah. And then 196 was the one we just talked about as well. So it's just crazy. Like they used to get McGregor fighting, like <laughs> I'm going to say back to back cards, but like, you know, two cards apart, really, two pay per view cards apart. Get him out there and, and, and you know, get Connor to make some money for the company. So he was real cash cow. It's cool, man. Always rep your team. There are 50 states, only 30 teams. I always tell people to be grateful to have a team of the Hawks. Dude, I mean, 
I'm in Canada. We have one country. There's like there's 10 provinces and three territories, and we have one team. We used to have two teams. We had the Vancouver Grizzlies, and they moved them to Memphis 20 years ago, right? So, yeah, I'm definitely grateful we have a team here, man. Trust me, I, I definitely get that. Like, we don't have a football team in Canada. We have um, we have the CFL here, which I don't really enjoy that much. I mean, I don't think it's, like, the highest quality. You know, Buffalo Bills are the closest team. That's the team that I've grown up watching. But, like, I wish we had a team in Toronto, too, like a team in Ontario, like a, an NFL team. So, Totally get it, Antoine. You definitely got to appreciate when you have a team. Like some of these fans, like they almost take it for granted, especially in the places like California or New York where you have like, you know, five teams in every league. It's kind of nuts, right? But uh wanted to bring that up. Uh, a couple more. If you guys want to ask a few, few more questions, I'll take them and I'll get out of here in a minute. But uh good chat here, guys. Again, um, you know, appreciate you guys tuning in here on a Sunday. Um, just have to change the uh, podcast up. I think I'll probably go back to next Monday, next week. Pretty sure. Um, I just couldn't do it tomorrow. Um but that's okay. Uh, any other comments? Hey, what's up, Jagger Jack? We got Olives or Darius. Let's see the odds on that. Yeah, they do have odds. Minus 120, Darius plus 100, Oliveira. It's tough. It, I mean, obviously, it's tough. I was thinking Darius for a while, but. I just don't want to write off Oliver because he lost to Islam, right? It's not that's not fair. I mean, like anyone could anyone would lose to Islam. Islam's so fucking good. I I don't know. I, I guess I'd still lean towards Darius a little bit, but man, this fight should be five rounds. Now that I think about it, that should be a five rounder. Some of these fights need to be five rounds, the Coleman events. That should be one. Um, not every you know, some of these fighting cards, the fights are five rounds, like a Derek Lewis speedback. That fight was never gonna go five. Like I I understand they have to be able to pay for your card, but like they can still do this for five, in my opinion. So I just wanted to say that. Want to get into the championships? Well, you're, the Atlanta Hawks didn't they win a championship? St. Louis Hawks, I think your your team, I guess your franchise has won years ago. But I'm not. Is that that even in the NBA or is that in the ABA or whatever? Let me let me double check. The Atlanta Hawks. Is that an NBA? Was that counts as an NBA championship? I think it does, right? 1950, yeah, it was 1958 finals, St. Louis Hawks. So it's not Atlanta, but still, it was like the same, you know, franchise. I'm assuming you guys have that hanging in the rafters, right, Antoine, at State Farm Arena. Um, also, I know you're in Atlanta. Like, I'm obviously Canadian, so I'm, you know, a hockey fan. Um, there's rumors that the Atlanta NHL team might come back. I don't know if it'll be the Thrashers again or the Flames, but <laughs> it won't be the Flames. There's already a Calgary Flames. Thrashers were terrible. I think they would change the name, but there's rumors, heavy rumors that the NHL wants to go back to 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 um, what's it called to uh, to Atlanta. There's heavy rumors, um, especially because I think TNT has their offices there, right? Their their headquarters, and they do the NHL now. Who do you think they'll give Con for Paris? I mean, it's a good question. Like, I mean, Blades would be. I already mentioned him earlier, but like Blades makes sense, right? Because he's coming off that knockout loss, and like it looks like he's a bit of on the decline with the with the chin, especially. Um, that would be my pick, uh, but because uh, it's you know one versus four, but man, they just gotta get this Jones and Stipe fight figured out. Because if Stipe's not gonna fight or whatever, I don't know what's going on with this fight. Like, just move on and get Sergey Pavlovich in there. Like, we can't be keep waiting. Um, the other fight for Gone, I'm just looking at the rankings. I mean, Spivak, he hasn't fought him yet. If they want to, you know, see if Spivak's any good. I mean, hell, they could give him Jailton Almeida because if Jailton went, Jailton wins. You have a literally have new fresh contender. I don't think they do those fights, but those are options because I Khan's already beaten guys like Volkov and Rosenstrike, right? So like he won't get those matchups. And then you have guys at the bottom like that don't make sense for him anymore. So like Khan's fought a lot of the top guys, and I 
I guess they could do Gone and Pavlovich, but again, you risk Gone winning that fight, and then you don't you kill off that contender Pav, who just knocked out obviously you know what six guys in a row. He's he set the record, so I don't think they would do that. I meant the UFC and the Hawks no rings in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I know people don't. I know people don't like when the UFC has to have a main event title fight, but the brands are literally built on Ultimate Fight Championship, so I feel there should be at least one for the pay per views. It should be, but again, like. If it's a big enough fight, I don't think you need a belt. Like Connor and Nate wasn't in the title fight, and that was a huge fight. Um, even Gaethje and and, and uh, Pori, I mean, obviously they they're adding the BMF belt, but like that, they don't need that belt to sell that fight because everyone's going to watch it, right? So there's there's a lot of fights that um, I think that qualify for main events that aren't title fights, but uh, in general, they they prefer to have a title fight on the line. Shayelton's a good call. He's getting fifty-one uh, k to show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they could potentially do that because if Jayelta goes out there and beats Cyril gone, like you're going to have everyone call for a title shot. But again, they have Pav waiting in the wings. You have, there's no real rush right now for Jayelta and he's ranked nine. He's got to, he's got to move his way up. I think they might give him Jayelta in the Tom or the uh, tie to Vice fight because he called for it and ties the most beatable guy up there, ranked highly ranked, right? So that's the kind of fight they might do. I mean, hell, they could do like, the Rio stream gone and, and tie. <laughs> That'd be funny. They won't do it, but I'm just saying they could. Couple a couple other comments, guys, and I'll get out of here in a sec. Take a few more comments, questions. Does Hamzat move murder Usman? I don't think he murders him, but he is favored to win the fight. Odds for the fight right now: Hamzat Shmayev minus one fifty five, Usman plus one thirty five at DraftKings. So Hamzat's the favorite in that fight. I would uh, obviously you know lean his way. Um, he's looked uh, outstanding um, in the UFC overall, but you know he is in a uh, you know new. Potentially a new weight class for that fight at 185, but he'd be fighting a welterweight, so it would make uh, a little bit more sense and not be as like tricky of a uh, you know fight to think about. I guess Hamza's already fought 185 anyways, and he's proven himself there. Hamza's great. I just think honestly, I feel like okay, Usman's obviously on the decline, but I also feel like Usman's kind of being uh, underappreciated a little bit as well. Um, one sec. Uh, All right, cool. Um, any other comments, guys? I got, I got to get out of here. But I'll, I'll ask you these last couple of questions. I'll ask you these last few questions. I'm going to get out of here. Who would you pick Rose to fight? And who would you pick Rose to come back and fight? I'm going to go on one side. And would you pick Rose to come back and Whaley and fight her? Or what, what's your question, Antoine? I'm not sure of the question. Can you rephrase it, please? Sorry, I don't, I'm not really understanding that. Uh, do you think the winner of VMF belt will skip the line and get a title shot against Islam? I don't think they're skipping the line. It's like two and three, right? I don't think they'd be skipping the line personally. Um, you think Suarez comes back because champ? She's still undefeated. I think she has a really good chance. Yeah, I think she has a good chance. What's Khabib up to? He's not coaching attending fights. I mean, does he have does he have children? I don't know. I, I don't know if he has a. I think he's married, isn't he? Like I have no idea. Like he's very secretive in his personal life. Maybe he has kids now. I don't know. I have no idea. But he he hasn't really been around much, obviously. Um. Antoine, if you want to ask that question again, I'm sorry. I just wasn't sure what you were trying to ask there. Oh, he said, I'm sorry. I meant if Rose came back and got a title shot, would you pick her to beat Whaley? Yeah, I would. Yeah, because she's beat her twice. I don't think there'd be a reason for you to go against her again. I know the second fight was closer, but Rose seems to have a good, you know, stylistic match against Whaley for whatever reason. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. It's about 40 minutes, so I'm going to end the podcast now. But I just wanted to say I really appreciate you guys tuning in today. Like, uh, it was awesome, you know, talking about the fights with you a little bit extra. Give you a little bonus content here, guys. But, again, if you missed the uh, first podcast, me and Marcel went over. You can see Vegas 74, previewed the entire card, so definitely check that out. And uh, thanks, guys, for, for joining me today on the uh, 
a rare Sunday podcast here, short notice podcast, very short notice. Appreciate that. Uh, like I said, should be back on uh, Monday, June 5th. That would be the plan for the next one. But uh, in the meantime, hope everyone has an amazing day. Hope everyone has a great weekend. I'll talk to you guys very soon. Take care, everyone. Bye.